We are back, baby. We are back. That's we right. are back. You are looking live. We get after it. You know, we jabber jaw. We go tit for tat. We have our little differences. Let's get funky like a monkey. And here we go. Hello and welcome to the Moose and Rune podcast. This episode 90. 90 of the Moose and Rune's podcast. We are 10 away from our centennial. We have to figure out something fun for that. But uh, uh, lest we digress, still plenty maybe we to just can- today. Maybe we just cancel the episode and go play golf. and like that's That might be it. That might be it. Golf. Just like Nat sound, Nat sound of us playing golf, like swearing at one another. I would love that. Um, be. Honestly, that might sell. The chirping of birds, the dripping of morning dew, um, all of the uh, yeah, all Sounds the great. sights and sounds of a uh, of a Moose and Rune Centennial episode. But we still got ten to get there, Matt. We still got some things to talk about today. Super Bowl just a couple days away. Here we're coming at you with a Super Bowl edition of the Moose and Runes Pod. We're gonna break down the game, see what we expect from the two teams going at it for this year's grand prize. Some other NFL topics to get to as well but uh the nba dominating the lion's share of the headlines on a super bowl week so uh i think there's a lot to get to there as well matt but first and foremost hello and how are you you know usually i i answer that with the generic you know i'm doing okay whatever fine Mm -hmm. i i gotta be honest with you this hasn't been a great week for me joe especially hasn't really been a great day first off it's like negative 40 outside all right if you haven't noticed you live out there in california i'm not being critical of you because good for you, it's 60. It was like negative 40, negative 50 the last two days with the wind chill. So that's great. I'm freezing in my own apartment. Secondly, football is about to be over. Yeah, we have one more game left, but yeah, it's, it's done. And then we have eight months without football. What am I supposed to do there? Secondly, or thirdly now, yesterday, obviously, you touched on NBA stuff. Chris Dabbs Porzingis gets traded for two expiring mm-hmm. con- three expiring contracts and some picks. Gee, the Bulls don't have any of those, do they? They don't have Jabari Parker, Robin Lopez, and Chris Dunn sitting around that could have traded for Chris Dabbs Porzingis, who would have been mm-hmm. a nice building block for the future, so there's that. I wake up this morning, scroll through Twitter, I see the Blackhawks ask Duncan Keith if he wants to be traded, so now I have to deal with my favorite hockey player ever possibly being traded because this team stinks and they did an awful job building it. The Bears, mm-hmm. obviously, with this whole Robbie Gold news floating around, they, people are saying, should they go get him? Should they not? I'm seeing reminders of the double doink, the 43-yarders, how much the Bears mm-hmm. suck because they don't have a kicker and that they should actually be playing this weekend. And honestly, to top it all off, I woke up and my foot hurts, Joe. I had plantar fasciitis mm, as a senior in college. No, it's not. It's just that flaring up a little bit. And Same it kind disease. of hurt this morning. I was I was limping around the apartment for a few minutes till it warmed up. All right. Maybe I'll just well, go back. I think back we hit it all right there. That's going to be for the Moose and Moose podcast. Maybe episode. I'll go back and throw the grievance thing in there. But oh, here's another thing: the mystery team is the Padres coming in for Harper and Machado. So that wasn't uh, just, just a lo- floating rumor. Okay, he, they're actually there now. Uh, just lost you there. What was that's the, okay? What was it the floating rumor? The, the Manny Machado actually does have a mystery uh, yes. team, and it's the Padres. And yes. there's a third team, mm. and he might not be a given for the White Sox. So yeah, why don't let's add, let's find something more this morning for um, me to be upset about sorry i'm not well, ta- i'm not mad at you i'm mad at let, the situation let's maybe let's maybe broach this thing on a neutral topic something i yeah. don't think okay. you're gonna this... be very fired up about sure. and i think that um surprisingly enough that's the super bowl matt yeah uh, I, love, I love it i love i love football we got uh super bowl 53 if i'm not mistaken coming yeah. our way in about two days here the patriots and the los angeles rams going at it and uh 
rematch. Uh, just kind of, it's a uh, yes, it is a rematch <laughs> of sorts um, for Tom. What what are you are you what are you expecting out of this one? Because the the longer it's gone on, the more and more I'm expecting a really tight fought football game. I think yeah. it's going to be another um, heart pounding Patriot Championship game as they usually all are. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Patriots are going to win. I think they're the better football team, and while that necessarily hasn't changed from now, you know, two weeks ago till now, I'm starting to. It, maybe it's just because we've been so long, and you know media does a great job of hyping up the game and telling you how good each team is i'm getting more of the the feeling that it might be a closer game than usual or not usual mm-hmm. but as you know we we tend to usually see in, in super bowls games like this i do kind of think though that one of the other reasons i'm expecting that is because as good as the patriots are as often as they win super bowls they never do seem to be the team that blows somebody out they mm-hmm. always do seem to keep teams hanging around and i don't know if that's that necessarily a trend or whatever, but I, the the Rams have a very good team. They never, the Patriots never really seem to blow teams out in the Super Bowl. They're always pretty close. So I, I think we're going to see a fun game on Sunday, right? Yeah, I, I do too. And it's two teams that kind of attack in a similar manner, or at least down the stretch, the mm-hmm. Patriots have gone a little bit more run heavy. I think that LA's going to try and feature Todd Gurley. Um, I know it hasn't been maybe the playoff push or it hasn't been the same level of play that we saw during the regular season, either due to the knee or other circumstances. I think this is... He hasn't been the same funny, since the Bears game. As funny it is as it is to say about a Super Bowl, I think this might be a get-right game for Todd Gurley is what I'm expecting from the Rams' offense. Um, as for the Patriots' offense, who knows? Um, they're, they're so good at scheming game to game and... Uh, doing whatever is required or whatever Belichick and Brady think gives them the best chance to come out with one more point than the opposition. Um, I think that's going to be a balanced attack. I think you're going to see some big plays out of Gronk and Edelman per usual, um, and maybe some running back by committee. I I don't know if if maybe Sony Michelle is a sleeper for Super Bowl MVP. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can get really good odds right there, but then again, Rex Burkhead could go off for a buck twenty. James and, White, you know, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. Mm-hmm. James White could get fed. It's uh, it's a dangerous offense. Both of them very dangerous offenses, and I give the edge to the LA defense, but I'd never pick against the Patriots. So I'm kind of in that limbo right now where I am slightly <laughs> rooting for the LA Rams because of our bet, and I need them to cover. Um, so we can tie, and then I can hopefully win the tiebreaker with total score and get a free dozen golf balls. But did we pick right total now, scores yet? I don't remember. We have not. I okay. will. Uh, I just wanted to make sure uh, I wasn't losing it. We'll figure out what we're doing there. But um, and then I email think our third you, party. You touched on the LA defense. Obviously, they they have a, a not a great defense, but a pretty strong defense, especially up front with with Donald. And I know Ndamukong Sue isn't what he used to be, but he's still pretty good. I mean, that matchup inside, you touched on the Patriots running game. That's why they've kind of had this resurgence the last few weeks. They've been able to kind of run the football, not at will, but consistently enough. And that's that's going to be it again for them. Brady's going to do his thing. Gronk's going to get his catches. Edelman's going to get his catches. It's going to come down to whether or not the, the Patriots can sustain not a great running game, but a consistent one enough to make the Rams defense think twice about it. Uh, another reason that I don't hate the Rams defense in this matchup either, though, is Wade Phillips has had some some success against Tom Brady in his career. It's not a, a first-time defensive coordinator, not a first-time facing Tom Brady. He, I don't want to say he knows how to stop Tom Brady because I don't think anybody can stop him fully, but he knows how to contain Tom Brady's had success, and I think the last time they played was that 
AFC Championship game in Denver uh, when the Broncos went on to win that Super Bowl. And I mean, the Patriots did not look like the Patriots in that game. And, and the Rams mm-hmm. have simple, not the same talent to that Denver defense because that was an all-time defense, but they got some big names there too. Yeah. Um, I think this is a very evenly matched game, Matt, and I think it's going to be a fun one to watch as the last few Super Bowls have. I think we've gotten really lucky. What was the last Super Bowl that fell flat? I think it was the Seahawks-Broncos, yeah. where the Seahawks blew them out. It just wasn't even kind close. Of 10 minutes in, you knew who was going to win, and I think since then we've had some drama, uh, largely in part to uh, the Patriots being a part of this thing and, and, like you said, not being the team to blow out their opponent in these types of situations. Mm-hmm. But uh, nonetheless, it should be a good one wrought with storylines. But, Matt, I mean, the Super Bowl is so much more than just the game. It's the week that leads up to it. It's the pomp and circumstance. It's all the stories that come out of it. And in Atlanta, I'm sure there's going to be even more stories to come out of uh, the week leading up. What, what's your, you know, give me your take on, on just the uh, the spectacle that's become Super Bowl week. It's, well, first off, this week's unique because it's actually had some competition for the first time. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but the NBA is, I don't want to say stolen the spotlight from the Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's kind of competed with it, which is odd. My, my favorite thing is always just kind of seeing which ex-Bears tend to pop up from out of nowhere. Obviously, you've seen Robbie Gold here and there. We've seen Brian Urlacher. I've seen floating around um, Super Bowl. I saw Bowl a picture I saw, of Urlacher and Robbie, and I was like a single tear I, fell from my well, eye. I wanted to say, I, I wanted to tweet something like, caption this this photo with a caption of like, Urlacher recruiting Robbie to the Restoration Hair Clinic. Um, <laughs> but no, I, it's it's the amount of just sheer people you get on Radio Row. I, I always love, I mean, I've I've said it before, I'm kind of a sports radio nerd, but seeing all the, the shows there at once is, is always kind of cool for me. Um, and then, honestly, the amount of people who go there just for the week and then don't stay for the Super Bowl, obviously Super Bowl tickets aren't and media credentials, all that aren't that easy to come by, but that's always shocking to me. So many people yeah, just go there for like the week and then, flights all right, we're leaving on Friday. Like, yeah. See ya. We're leaving on Saturday afternoon. We're, leaving, we're here for Sunday morning for whatever, and then we're out. See ya. That part's mm-hmm. always always fun for me to watch. How about yourself? Yeah. What's your favorite storyline that we've seen? Because the, the media always plays up certain storylines from the Super Bowl. And there's, there's, you know, the Rams, Patriots, you know, quote unquote rematch, McVay mm-hmm. versus Belichick. What do you, what do you like here? What's, what's your favorite I love, storyline? I love the meaningless storyline of McVay versus Edelman. That's just I was going to see you stole it from me. Just a couple college guys, uh, a couple, couple Mac guys, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I think yeah, Miami, Ohio, Kent it. State, was it? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so that, that's a, a good bros. one there. But actual storyline, like thing that I'm going to be keying on is probably the Patriots front seven because we talk about the strength of uh, L.A.'s front seven defensively. Mm-hmm. I think the Patriots are really going to have to make some plays uh, to stay, you know, unless, unless the Patriot offense is clicking right off the bat. Uh, they might need to hold some water defensively. And I think that if Todd Gurley's getting downhill uh, with a compliment of C.J. Anderson, you can get in some trouble quickly mm-hmm. um, because I haven't been that impressed by, by the likes of the Patriots defense. So not necessarily a storyline, but something I'm going to be keying on is that front seven of the Patriots. And uh, also uh, my squares hitting 1-5. I'm, I'm, there you the go. Story, that's I, the biggest storyline I'm worried about. Are, I, have one couple, five. I have a couple squares. Uh, our friend Jake Mahalik was selling them for the uh, the Wish mm-hmm. Foundation. I, I forgot to check. I haven't checked my numbers yet, though. I'll, I'll obviously do that before the game, but I've got a couple squares there as well. You brought up the gambling aspect with squares. You also brought up Super Bowl MVP. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Joe. 
Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Gurley, Brady, Goff are, you know, the, the top three people, you know, for Super Bowl MVP, whatever. Give me a dark horse Super Bowl MVP. Sony Michelle might be a quote-unquote dark horse. He has the fourth best odds. That's not okay. that bad. You give me, a, like, reach, a, reach, into, reach into the bag for me a little bit here. Okay. C.J. Anderson. Okay, I like that. Todd Gurley's like knee still has a little bit of fluid. C.J. Anderson runs for a buck thirty. Wasn't on a team until week sixteen. There's the thirty for thirty about it. Five mm-hmm. years from now, uh, like it's that. called like what? Let, let's name the thirty for thirty now. Um, oh, wow. Uh, still something hungry about being or something? Some about uh, still food, hungry. Yeah. I like still yeah, hungry. Still That's hungry might be it. <laughs> I'm gonna. So, I'm going to go on the Rams side as well because I don't think okay. there's a dark horse on the Patriots side. If if they win, it's either Tom. It's going to be Tom Brady unless he plays terrible, which he yeah. won't if they win. I'm going to go Robert Woods. Robert mm-hmm. Woods has had a sneaky, really good year for LA. I feel like he's been Jared Goff's most kind of trusted um, target, whatever most consistent target. And Jared Goff doesn't necessarily have the big name recognition enough where like he's a lock for Super Bowl MVP if they win. If Robert Woods has two mm-hmm. touchdowns and you know 130 yards receiving, he's probably going to win Super Bowl MVP. So that's going off at plus four thousand. I like that. What do you think? That good, Matt. I I just lost you on the tail end of that. Sorry. Well, it's it's going off a plus four thousand. I like that. What is Who's Robert your Woods? Robert Woods. Robert Woods. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's. I think that one's going to stay asleep. I think that's. I don't know. He's asleep. he's he's Jared Goff's favorite target. Yeah, but he's going to. I mean, for a receiver to win Super Bowl MVP, he's going to score. People forget. You're score two, three times, return a punt, fall on a fumble. Like you're, you're telling gonna have to make me, some if, plays. if they if if the Rams win, like. 24-17, and Robert Woods has two touchdowns, 130-some yards, 10 catches. He's not winning Super Bowl MVP. It's Jared Goff's trophy. I don't know. I don't think Jared trophy. Goff carries that weight that that Tom Brady does. I still think that if they win 24-17 and 14 of those points came through the air off the hand of Jared Goff. Into that, the hands of trophy. Robert Woods. Yeah, good for Robert Woods. Yeah, You'll always be a footnote. <laughs> Matt, I'm looking at uh, the squares right now. Uh, you have Patriots 5, Rams 2. Okay, I can live with that. 35, 32. I have two, I have two squares, though. Um, well, that's yeah. one of them. Find the other one. Uh, You're on there. This is great radio. Money, You're already money, money bags over here, buying yeah. two squares. Well, sorry, sorry uh, to donate to good causes, Joe. Yeah, it took me a while to find the first one, so this could take a second here. That's okay. Um, Let's talk about our day. I just saw you tweeted something while I was talking to you, so that's cool. Six minutes ago. A yeah. man had um, eagle putt and ended up double bogeying. Joe, even Chesson, I'm not that bad. Chesson had the uh, long eagle putt, putted one into the water. So that's oh, okay. Never, that's yeah. I'm not. That's even, something I've never <laughs> seen before. Even I'm not that bad. Uh, but yeah, Matt. So it's the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. It's big time. You know, it's a big, big one. And then, uh, and then football's over. Square. And then football. Uh, yeah, well, I couldn't find well, square. well, no, not I'm totally. not. No, no. Not we'll, we'll totally. talk about it when we get to buy ourselves. We could be back. All right. gimmicky. All right, we're gimmicky. It's gimmicky. But, uh, still football. <laughs> before we move on, uh, another NFL storyline. You you kind of broached the topic a little bit, but yeah. uh, there have been a lot of Robbie Gold sightings and a lot of scuttlebutt about him possibly joining the Bears. He is a unrestricted free agent right now or restricted? Yeah, unrestricted. Yeah. Unrestricted. San Francisco has not made a move. I think they're um, kind of testing to see the market and see if he gets any other offers and what they have to do to either, you know, in a restricted manner, match it or do better because, mm-hmm. um, you know, all signs point to Robbie really wanting to be back. In His Chicago. heart's here. 
his heart's here. I heard him saying something the other day because he saw Earl Bennett out on Radio Row. And bear for life. Once a, bear for life. Once a bear, always a bear. Robbie's home is still here. Um, Did you read? Still, do, you, do you subscribe he, to The Athletic? I, I do. Dan Pompey, I, I don't know if you read it, had, had an article the other day about, it was either yesterday or the day before, basically, about how Robbie Gold still lives here, loves Chicago, is going to retire yeah. here, will always call this his home, basically saying, bring home Robbie Gold. It's just, I mean, the the money doesn't make sense. For this uh, year, it doesn't. For this year, it doesn't. After that, it actually up- might make sense. If, <laughs> if you know, hear me out here. If Robbie Gold is wants to come home, but like he's also like I also want to be paid Justin Tucker money, then it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Then you're right. But if he wants to come home and is willing not to take like you know nothing, but basically hey, you got to you got to meet us halfway here. We got obviously a lot of defensive people to pay. We have Mitch coming up in a couple of years. We can't lock in long term. I think my offer, but hey, let's do a one year deal for this year. Obviously, it's not going to be great because we have to. You know, work with Co- we have to work with Cody Parkey's guaranteed money still, and then after next year we'll try and lock you up to basically what we were paying him, but a little bit more. And if that's good enough for Robbie Gold, great, bring him back. And if he wants to break the bank, okay, fine, sorry. Yeah, he's he's really gonna have to take, take a hometown a discount. discount. He's gonna have to take a hometown discount if he really wants to be here because you cannot have seven million dollars committed to kickers, no. one of which will not be on the roster. I guess um, for him, it's it, what's it's, the kid's name? They just picked up from Redford Redford Jones or something like that. I'm, in. I'm all in. I'm all in. Did you see he double doinked one and made it? Do, don't matter. Doesn't yeah, matter. Well, that's He's good not that's Cody what I'm Parkey. He knows how to make the double doink. He knows how to make uh, the double doink. Yeah, okay. that one was. And his name's Redford. So I'm his in. name is Redford. Uh, basically, from what I heard, read into about it was they just wanted to bring on another kicker, not named Cody Parkey, to have one on the roster that they liked doesn't mean anything for him being on the roster next year it was just basically let's get another one on the roster so we have some competition whatever if we don't hit free agency we'll have this guy we'll probably you know pick up a a rookie whether that's in the back end of the draft undrafted free agent kind of go from there does he have a range that stretches beyond 45 yards that's a great question but i would have to think so because you know yeah i would have to think so they try well they tried him out against a bunch a couple other kickers uh, I think mm-hmm. it was like six or seven. One of which was Nick Folk, who, as much as he stinks, uh, has a has a pretty big leg. So if this kid beat out, you know, Nick Folk, distance wise, he's got to have something, right? Yep. So we're we're Redford guys. Robert Redford Rob, was, that, in the, yeah. was in the natural. You took the word out of my yeah. mouth there. Maybe they're related. Um, Matt, any other uh, picks? Maybe he's named after Robert here? Redford. I feel like uh, once we, yeah, he could be. He very well could be. He's right in that once, range. Once we. Uh, once we get past the, the Super Bowl, obviously we plenty to talk about. But in the build up here, I feel like you know all the storylines have been exhausted, and it's just time to play the football game at this yeah. point. I, th- I, I guess if we're moving on from football, a quick topic: Julius Peppers mm-hmm. retired today. Uh, Bear for life. Speaking of which, yep. um, kind of a shame <laughs> Always- they they didn't do more with him on that roster, but he was still pretty damn good. See, he's a guy that I always remember as a Panther, though. Even though, he oh was yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he's he's not. I, I'm not saying he's known. It'll be known as a bear. He's a Carolina yeah. Panther through and through. But he was here for for a little while. I had his jersey. It was fun. I liked him. He was very good. They just should have done more with him here. Um, I think that was, you know, the big. We got him free agency, right? That was yeah. a trade. That yeah, was that one was where Jerry Angelo and Bobby Smith like staked out his house. Yeah, and then at midnight on the opening of free agency, knocked on his door. Beautiful, beautiful. See, Google and that's Jerry how Angelo you avoid. Collusion, right there. That, my friend, 
is a good segue. That's good. And, yeah, That's speaking great. of collusion, uh, we're going to jump speaking into some, of collusion. We're going to jump into some NBA topics here. Uh, like we said, it's a football week, but NBA kind of stole the spotlight a little bit. Uh, you got Anthony Davis requesting a trade. You have the Knicks and Porzingis sitting down for a meeting and Porzingis coming out of it, giving the impression, I quote, mm-hmm. that he wanted to be traded. And like 98 seconds later, there was a full trade in place for the Dallas Mavericks. It was, you know, that that stinks to high hell about something fishy over mm-hmm. there. But Porzingis going to be a Maverick alongside Luka Doncic. It's gonna I believe be the Mavericks thing. were just in town a night or two before as well. Yeah, and you saw Luca and, and Porzingis dapping each other up, yeah. smiling like they knew something we didn't. Um, it's just the, the league is drunk right now. The league is crazy, and it makes for so much, uh, so many headlines and so much entertainment. I think the NBA is like peaking right now. And in terms of at the right time, in in terms of uh, television entity and going up against the Super Bowl this week, this is like full-on e-true Hollywood story. It's I agree with you to an, like to an extent for the they're like for basically their publicity and marketing. Like all this stuff is great, and it's why the NBA is so popular because their off-the-court product is so entertaining and brings so much. Like it, it brings eyeballs because. All these guys at the snap of a finger want to switch teams. Are going to request trades. Are going to say, you know, in February, well, I'm not signing anywhere a year and a half from now other than LA because things can't change in a year and a half apparently. But like, I just, I still feel like it's hurting the on court product to an extent. Just getting all these great players onto the same. Well, now they're all in the same conference. Like, really, like Porzingis is one of the best players left in the East. He's gone again. I just, it, I feel like it just diminishes what we're watching on the court by basically having, having the same. I, this year was a nice step forward, I think, for it because outside of the Warriors, I feel like there is a lot of parity in the NBA. Like, I don't know who's going to win the East this year, but I, I just feel like we're getting more and more. You know, Anthony Davis is going to go to the Lakers. The Mavericks are now starting to build something. Like, there's just like four or five teams that can win everything, and then there's not like, what does it matter? Who? Like, yeah, why, be a, th- why be a New Orleans Pelicans fan? A New Orleans Pelicans. Well, fan. you shouldn't because the team's not going to be there three years from now. So okay, whatever. Um, cut, exactly. Cut bait, cut bait now. Um, this is the NBA, though. There's going to be the top four or five teams that are always in contention, that are always going to be there. And the only difference with other sports, because I think that is the case with other sports as well. Yes, there's NFL parity, but look at it. Who did we think was going to be in the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season? I bet you the small group of teams included the Rams and the New England Patriots. Yeah, but did know? anybody pick the Eagles last year or the Bears this year to be 12-4? and four? Okay, but you could go every single year in the NBA and pick a team that outperformed, made the playoffs, and didn't win anything, like the Bears. So I'm saying, like, it's not, it's not, no, it still hurts, but it's not that far off from the product we're seeing other places. Um, obviously, the Golden State Warriors are far and beyond the most dominant franchise in professional sports right now. Yes, I will give you that. Um, yes, they look even stronger with DeMarcus Cousins. Yes, they just won 11 straight before falling in a game that they played terrible against the 76ers. Yes, they'll probably win the championship again this year. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it's just you got to be able to, if you are an NBA fan, step back and enjoy the day-to-day product. And when there are storylines and headlines like this, as well as competitive basketball on court, 
you know, enjoy the season. And, and when you get to the finals, then you can gripe about the fact that parody's gone, this, that, and the other. But um, parody's always been gone in the NBA. I mean, look at look at the champions over the last 30 years. The Bulls had their stretch. The Lakers had their stretch. The Celtics had their stretch. The Warriors now have their stretch with intermittent champions between those. It's a league of dynasties. We're just seeing teams build their dynasties with checkbooks and collusion now. It's just they're getting to that final product a different way. And if I, that's and if the part, can, I guess, that bothers me a little bit. Well, if you, but now I understand and I, I do assume that AD is going to end up on the Lakers alongside LeBron mm-hmm. and maybe Kyrie. But if you could get AD to go join forces with someone in the East, if you can get AD to go to Boston instead of Boston coming to LA, that type of thing, then I think it gets really, really interesting because you do have a team in the East then that does become a, you know, ready-made favorite and a team that maybe can compete with some of these teams out of the West. But um, if we're just kind of, if it's just an arms race for LA versus Golden State, um, get me ready for the Western Conference Finals. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain. My heart's not tied to any of these teams. And uh, I'm just looking for, you know, a couple fun weeks in June. Yeah, your heart's just tied to the Bulls, which is, we won't be No, I, 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 my heart <laughs> hasn't been tied to the Bulls. That team's been know, so bad for so long that, like, I, know, I, I couldn't care less what they do. And you made a great point uh, right in the intro that, you know, they're not even in the conversations that they need to be when a free agent or a situation arises or when a, a trade is asked for by a player, a la Chris Stapps, um, what you could do to further, you know, the future of your team. And, you know... Does Chris Stapps make you better if you're Dallas? Maybe in two years. But right now, he's just wearing nice suits, you know? He looks kind of awkward in a suit. Have you noticed that? He's a million feet tall. But, like, you he know what? He looks kind of brushing his suit. teeth. That's probably right. I guess <laughs> you, you touched it. was the way for me that's... I'm just not as get off my lawn as everyone I, else I don't want to be... NBA I don't right want to sound good. I, I don't mind the, you know, getting teams together. You know, honestly, superstars who are friends wanting to play with each other. I just hate how like overwhelmingly obvious they are about colluding. Like there's rules in place. Like just have respect for rules. Have respect for the New Orleans Pelicans if you're LeBron James because they're part of the league. I know you don't they're irrelevant to you. That franchise, that city is irrelevant to you whatever, but like just have a little bit of respect for the league for those teams who are actually out here like they're they're trying to build winners. They know they probably never will. And we're out, you know, in the media, we're, you know, going to dinner with Anthony Davis when he's in town or make it overly obvious that, you know, he's coming here and I want him without actually saying those words in the media. Like, I I just don't, I just find that to be disrespectful. Why do you have to recruit openly and collude to get Anthony Davis to come to Lakers if you're LeBron James? I have an answer for that question. I have an answer for that question. Public leverage. Because these guys are still dealing with millions and millions of dollars, and they're still dealing with the future of franchises. And when you can leverage something in the public eye and make your position of negotiation even stronger, then that's why you go out and you ride a banana boat. That's why you go out, you come out and say, I want to trade. That's why Rich Paul is going to pay the 50K that Anthony Davis was fined because they are leveraging the public attention in negotiation. And they will continue to do so, and they'll continue to pay these fines until those fines become unpayable and you're dealing with actual suspensions. Yeah, I mean, the $50,000 fine against Anthony Davis. He makes that in eight minutes minutes of court time. Eight minutes of court time, he makes $50,000. Um, I don't think that's, you know, 
too big of an issue. I saw a funny gif and it was like, you ever seen the picture of, or the gif of, uh, it's someone slicing an yeah, apple I just with a razor blade. One, and it's like yeah, the paper and, thin you could see through. Yeah. And that was, that was AD getting fined. So all he was doing there was saying, Hey, my time in Atlanta is done. Atlanta, you deal with this how you want to now, but come all-star break, I might be in a suit on the sideline to move me. Yeah. He's leveraging the public eye. Whereas if he's just texting with LeBron or going out to dinner with LeBron in privacy and having these conversations, we're not talking about it right now. And there's less of a chance of it becoming a reality. Can't you just Atlanta- have to like, go to your owner's office, go to your GM's office, be like, hey, man, I'm not coming back here. Like, I'd like you to trade me. This is where I yeah, want to go. And you're dealing with big egos, right? When you're you leave the with, office, you're dealing with huge egos, um, and I think there might be some owners who don't take kindly to that and would be stubborn enough to make you sit six months. I to feel like if you. I was an owner and somebody did that, maybe I'm just a nice guy, Joe, which I am. Um, maybe I'm just a nice guy here. But if I feel like if I was in that situation and somebody was respectful about it, came to my office, said this is the deal, and I didn't have that conversation leaked to the media the second he left my office, I'd probably be a little more okay with it. Yeah, but these are case-to-case basis. Dan Gilbert wrote a scathing letter about LeBron James and then begged him to come back to his team. Well, Dan Gilbert's a unique case. He's a unique person. These are unique billionaires. These are your Mark Cubans. These are your... I mean, I wouldn't put Reinsdorf in a pool of uniqueness, but, um, you know, these are eccentrics who maybe don't want to be have their hand forced by a 23-year-old multimillionaire. You know, there's, there's a lot of ego being thrown around, and I think that players have seen that this is now the effective formula to getting out of town, is going public with it, paying a little bit of a fine, and ended up alongside LeBron James trying to, you know, dethrone the Golden State Warriors. And mm-hmm. if the Golden State Warriors are your problem, you know, if, if this big, bad, evil empire is your problem right now, you shouldn't you not be rooting for, you know, a one-year loner? Um, should you not be rooting for Anthony Davis to go to the Lakers for a year to try and knock them off? Or can you not root for that because of a LeBron James bias? There are so many biases built in here that you're always going to find something you don't like about the league. You know, but right now, and I see those biases, and I, I carry some of them on mm-hmm. my own. But at this point, you know, I've come to the conclusion that for the next three to five years, it's going to be the same three to five teams. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I just want to see some different uniforms in the finals sometimes. That's all. I don't think that's too we'll much We'll rotate to the East. I think this year, you know, if they can get it clicking and if Ben Simmons can hit a shot outside of 15 feet, well, I think Philly's the favorite there. That's a big It's a if. huge if, and it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen until he puts a, an offseason in the gym rather than, like, you know, doing press runs. Um, you can add a you can add a jump shot, and yeah, if, and if a jump true. shot is the only thing holding back Ben Simmons from being a top three player in the league, well, I'd say maybe like take a summer off and go like lock yourself at a gym somewhere. But you know who who I actually watched story. last night in the East for the first really the first time sat down and watched the full game. Toronto, no. Toronto's well, fantastic. I was, I was the same Milwaukee. If they can, if, if Toronto can add AD, boom, right there. Yeah. There's your East favorite. I, I I watched Milwaukee last night and was incredibly impressed. Milwaukee's I kind of just fantastic. thought that team was just Giannis. That team is not just Giannis. They have a lot no. of talent to go around there. There are watch. there are a lot of good teams across the league that don't get the respect in the way that 
Milwaukee doesn't, Mm -hmm. but because they are still a good leap away from being actual contenders because of the talent level of the Warriors of, you know, I wouldn't even say Houston. They haven't Mm -hmm. played very good. They've been playing ISO ball and that's not sustainable Um, of the Warriors. Then, you know, that, that that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've been thoroughly enthralled with the NBA this year, maybe because I'm in an NBA town where a team's playing decent. And, yeah, you got a fun you know, team to watch, man. They're, they're you fun. know, it, it's in the, well, the overhit on January 30th, 25 and a half wins Vegas had the Kings at, and uh, they got their 26th win. There you go. Uh, I think that was a preseason uh, advice. You, you advised them that one. In the I, I did advise us. that. So um, I wish I would have put that money down as well but uh i i steered clear for you know uh bias reasons yeah, you're, I you're, didn't, I didn't you're, you're a pros pro yeah i'm like i'm like pete rose you know i never bet against us yeah <laughs> <laughs> um uh i don't i just lost my train of thought there hey, um, but speaking, yeah so the, speaking the, the of kids bets. have been a lot of fun and the west has been fantastic to see on a nightly basis speaking of bets joe i i mm-hmm. i want we don't have to do it here because you know, i haven't had a chance to look I would like before the Super Bowl get me a list of like three or four prop bets you really like, and I okay. I'll, I'll get a list of three or four from me, and I'll tweet them out from the account, and then obviously fade those prop bets. Do not take them because there's no chance they'll hit. But we're we're gonna have a little bit more fun with this, I think, because obviously the game is is you know we we I have the Patriots, you have the Rams. That's pretty self explanatory. But there are mm-hmm. so many options for prop bets out there, and they're always a lot Hold of fun. Up. I'm looking. I'm, I just pulled them up right now, so there you I can go. give you some real Great time. We got coin toss. You know, tails never fails. I love how the First coin toss team is both are minus one ten. Player to score three or more TDs, which is Ooh. a wild, wild prop bet. Um, I, I mean, players. What's what's that paying? What's that paying out at? Uh, I'm I'm just clicking a couple oh, here okay. to bring them up. I'm just in like. Um, the decision, like the whatever. So I just, I just opened up on my, my book here, Joe, Anthem props, which I just mm-hmm. expected to be, you know, love the, the Anthem over under. I expect it to be the over under. It's not. It is. There, there's, is I, have, it? I, I will, no, I have like 10 options for over under. I have every time from a minute 43 to a minute 54 over or under. Um, I have what color will Gladys Knight's dress be? Uh, will any scoring drive take less than the national anthem? That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Give <laughs> that's um, a really good one. Give me the over on whatever the longest one is. I think Gladys is gonna stretch let it out a little bit. Over a minute fifty four. That's paying out at plus one forty. I like that. A lot. Love that money. I like that, that a money. lot, Joe. You got uh, length of the time the word brave is held over for over under four and a half seconds. <laughs> <laughs> length of time from the first music start to first note. That's pretty good too. Like first note sung over five, Love over that. under five and a half seconds. Will Gladys forget a word? I'm going to say no, but that's minus 700. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of options here. I like a lot of these. Gladys has got it. Uh, I, I like the, I don't like the player to score three or more TDs, but there is so much value there. Yeah. Um, Sony is going off as the favorite at plus 1600. Todd at plus, I no excuse me. Todd is at plus 1500. I kind of sneaky love Todd Gurley plus fifteen hundred to score three or more touchdowns. That's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. There what might be about? A little, I might put a little taste on that with those odds. I think um, that's a pretty good player. Joe Super uh, Tony Romo's tie color. Tony Romo's tie Tom, color. Red is red, with, red is plus eight hundred. I don't red like that. He's been going standard. blue all season. Uh, I've made note that he's he likes to wear yeah he likes to wear like just the blue tie with the blue okay. suit the you, CB, of course, because yeah. it's they CBS wear the CBS colors. they wear the CBS logoed uh, will Tony Romo's tie be one solid as well. color 
Oh, that's a good one too. Jim Nance's color tie. That's a little now, bit. He got you could get into there. an issue there because I saw the other day I made note Roma was in just Navy, Navy CBS jacket, yeah. Navy tie, but it was a Gucci tie. So it had the little Gucci bumblebee on it. And these is. are the things, these are the things I noticed. Yeah, it's the Gucci clearly. logo. It's a little bumblebee. Now, is that still a solid tie or is that adorned with, does That's it need a great stripes? Question. I don't know. You know, I, I need to know these things before I put money down. Um, total completions by Tom Brady. You can bet anywhere from zero to 41 or more. Um, total rushing yards, total receiving yards. You, I mean, you could literally bet anything. There's on this every game. scenario. First player to score in the first half. Ooh, first player well. to score in the second half. First quarter Ooh. drops. Let's see that. Found mine. Found mine. Total punts. Seven and a half. I Ooh. like the under. I think I'd go the under. I like the under on seven and a half. You can go fir- first quarter props here over under one and a half touchdowns. I think I kind of like that over. I can should see I parlay early. I don't think you can parlay props. You think I? I was going to say, should I parlay Gurley three plus touchdowns and under or, uh, under seven and a half punts? And just I like, wonder how much that pay, maybe, uh, that pays. And just, and just retire. Yeah. You, I don't, no, you don't uh, have to retire. You can buy us a studio with that money. That's true. Yeah, that is very Let's true. See. Let's see. To be the Moose um, and Rune spo- podcast sponsored by Moose. You have your name on it twice. Think about it. Think about uh, it. I'm thinking. Ooh, I'm thinking. Super Bowl halftime show. What song does Maroon 5 open with? This Love. <laughs> I like that. That's, this Love is my favorite Maroon 5 song. On my, uh, on my props here, that song isn't even listed. On any other song, though, is listed at minus 500. So, uh, okay. Ooh, Sugar. That might be it because they're in uh, – no, they're not in New Orleans. Yeah. I'm sure that they – open up with whatever the hit is right now. I don't know what that is. What's the hit? Girls like you. That's plus 1,000. That's not a Super Bowl song. That's not a Super Bowl song. They'll play that at some point, but that's not a Super Bowl song. I won't be watching. Cardi B is in that song, though, so maybe they'll bring her out. I, yeah, great. That's a thing. I I don't watch a halftime show is for me to, like, decompress my brain and process what I just saw and then, like, get some dip, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's, like, like that's warm fair. up some buffalo chicken dip. Yeah, that's what half that's for. Um, but I think we've gone completely off the rails here, Matt. Well, wait, some buy or sell. Give, give me a Super Bowl um, plan, we, like, like a food. We get on our way. What do you say? What, what do you do for the Super Bowl spread? Uh, I will be at work, but there is oh, a okay. massive. There's a massive work potluck going on. So I'm very excited about that. Go. What do you bring? Up? Um, now, yeah, I don't need to get too far into detail because we're pressed for time here. But what do you? You know, the potluck? I haven't even looked at the list because they do like a checklist. So yeah. there's not. 12 different people bringing like gross hot dogs. If you all bring buffalo chicken dip though, I think Um, people might be happy. I'm probably as sad as it is. I'm probably going to go store-bought taco dip if it's not, if it's not taken off the list, because if I'm going to, if I'm going to bring something, if I'm going to like, you know, bust out the Pyrex here and make something, I, I need to put some time into it, and I have a busy couple days here coming up. I, I, I don't have That's, the time to storyboard what I want to make for people, and then to actually execute is a whole other thing. Um, so I think I'm, go- I'm going store-bought. There's, there's just too much to be done between now and Sunday. I want to say in the 90 episodes we've done, that's one of the most disappointing answers I've ever received from you. It's a realistic answer. I know what it's realistic, and I'm not, that's why I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, I guess, is, is all. I could bring my famous bacon Brussels sprouts and just have no one touch them. Brussels sprouts um, are gross. Or should I just like ball out by a couple tomahawk? Uh, that would what be. Call it, that would bone be in ribeyes, 
and uh, and just like slice them up. Like, oh, I brought steak. Like brought steak for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, buy or sell tomahawk steaks? Oh, buy. Sell too much bone. Flavor's Get good, here. but Get out you're, of here. you're paying for. You could have a whole a whole second steak with the weight of that bone. They're charging you by weight. Well, um, that's a fair point, but they're delicious, and I just go by taste. They are. They are. Uh, Matt, let's jump into some buy or sell here. Some actual buy or sell. Uh, would you like to start us off? Yeah. Um, I also touched on it in my, uh, well, you know, I'll call it an air- airing of grievances to start the show. Maybe I'll even hit the music. But uh, okay. Manny Machado sweepstakes, Bryce Harper sweepstakes. It, apparently the mystery team is the Padres. They're meeting with both of them, so this might be drawn out even further. I'm going to turn this into a little bit of an over-under. Uh, over-under okay. one and a half of Harper and Machado are signed by, let's say, the first reporting of pitchers and catchers, which should be coming up in probably two or so weeks here. So you're saying both of them are signed by pitchers and catchers? Yes. I'm going to sell that just because it's been drawn out this long that I think that at least one of them is going to continue to draw it out mm-hmm. for, what is it, two weeks, three weeks? Yeah, um, I think February 14th, February 14th, I believe, is when the Cubs report. So I would yeah. have to imagine Everyone's that's right know, in that pretty much the standard right around there. Um. I think that it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for one of these guys or both of these guys to be free agents uh, when when pitchers and catchers report because then you have centralized basis of operation mm-hmm. in the Cactus League and in the uh, Grape, Grapefruit, I think is what it's called, yeah. down in Florida, Grapefruit. and the Grapefruit League. So you literally have every team in the major league, uh, those who are interested, those who are not, all in one place. And you could go do Radio Row pay me 400 million style and um i think from from the player standpoint um in them not being definitive about where they want to go at this point i think there is still some shopping going on i don't think either of these guys really has a they might have a favorite but i don't think either of these guys really knows where they're going yet yeah i don't think any of them obviously have been blown away by any deals so they're they're sitting around i think it's either both or none, because I think mm-hmm. once one signs, the second will follow fairly quickly just because that standard will kind of been set, you know, where there's a whatever contract it's originally agreed to. I don't think either one is going to take a ton more or a ton less than, than what the first one gets. This contract should probably be pretty similar. So I think it's either I don't know which one it's going to be, but it's either going to be both or none, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Thank you. Matt, buy or sell. Tiger Woods' debut last week at Torrey Pines was a success. Had a great uh, final nine going out in 31, uh, and I think moving to, did he get to 10 under or 11 under? I think he got to 10, but I'm not totally sure. I was just kind of He got to 10, and it was a top, I believe it was a top 25 finish. Mm-hmm. So uh, buy or sell, it was a success. I'm going to buy it. Uh, first off, pretty much whatever ha- everything that happened is just about exactly what I predicted would happen, so shout out me. Um, mm-hmm. I, he played pretty well. He stayed healthy. He finished strong going into the week, and of course, he plays pretty well. Um, yeah, th- th- nothing was wrong with it. I don't think he any of us went in with threes, with expectations of him winning or running away with anything. So yeah, I, I thought he played well. And for me, it was the the strong finish. I know he had the kind of I don't want to say slow start, but you know he was only what one under I think after the first round. He, didn't have a great second day either, um, but absolutely took off towards the end. So, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. I like that he finished strong. Yeah, but I think. I didn't um, like the Sunday shirt, though. That wasn't Yeah, I didn't either. Me. It didn't it look red. like, you know, it didn't look like the bold red we wanted. It was a soft red, and I didn't. I will, uh, I will get on board with that as well. Yeah. Call Tiger. Let him know that I didn't like that. We'll call his people. Get him on the podcast, then we'll t- 
talk about it. <laughs> uh, okay, buy or sell. We, we, we also mentioned earlier on that football isn't necessarily over after this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the Alliance of American Football kicks off the, the week <laughs> after the Super Bowl. We got an eight-team league. I know it's reaching a little bit here, but we do have some names. Um, I was reading off some of the head coaches. Your, your guy, Mike Riley. Uh, is the head coach of one of the teams. You got Mike Singletary, Steve Spurrier, Mike Martz, some of the quarterbacks. Josh Johnson, who was just with the Redskins, so he's he's clearly pretty good, right? Um, Aaron Murray was in there. Uh, Zach Mettenberger, that's a good one. Buy or sell the Alliance of American Football. So are you going to watch it? Are you going to you going to fade it? Are you going to keep an eye on it at all whatsoever? You know, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, you like, got to check I'm, it out. I'm like half-heartedly buying it um, just because I want to see what Starting the Starting at the week after like. the Super Bowl is just genius, too. Stupid. Because you're going to have so, – I think it's – you have no. so many people Stupid. like me who are looking Stupid. for any sort of football nope. that I'm going to tune in. Stupid. That's my biggest attraction. With That's why this will fail is Bolt. they're launching it the week after the Super Bowl. So when Bowl. would you launch it? Three weeks after the Super Bowl, four weeks after the Super Bowl, let people miss football for a minute. You miss the, um, you know, NBA kind of fever pitch here. You get right in there in that sweet spot where everyone knows where everyone's seated in the NBA, where the last four weeks of the season don't really matter in the Western Conference, or excuse me, in the Eastern Conference. Um, the West is going to be fun to watch down the stretch. Yeah. I think you need I think you need to let people miss football for a little while and then give them this shitty product and let them eat it up. Huh. I don't think I don't think you want a direct comparison to possibly an entertaining Super Bowl and seven days later launching some rinky dink, hey, remember that name league. You know, I don't think that's the way to do it. I think I, that this is gonna be very similar to the original launch of and I'm drawing straws here, but the XFL. And that's coming it, back in twenty twenty. And how they kind of fell flat there. Yes, and the XFL is being smart, and they're completely shifting the season yeah. to the other side. It's mm-hmm. going to be a, a, it's going to end in summer. It's going to be like a, a spring I, league. Essentially. I think you're absolutely right for the average football fan, the average sports fan. I guess for me, in my own weird brain, I'm like, okay, there's, there, I can't, I don't want to go a week without football. This week has been hell. I've hated it. There's nothing mm. to watch. I just need football back right away. So for me, I like the decision, but I, I can see what you mean by, you know, yeah, in but terms of now, Matt, capitalizing. You turn on, on American Matt's Alliance of Football. Oh, yeah. I'm you turn on American on. Alliance of Football next week. Oh, yeah. And you're thoroughly underwhelmed uh, by the week be. one product, and you never watch it again. What about that? I, I can guarantee you, even if I'm underwhelmed by the product, that I will still watch it again. What if you're not that. allowed to bet the American Alliance of Football? <laughs> I'll still have it on, on TV, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm still I deciding which team is going to be mine, which which team I'm going to adopt. I kind of I couldn't name one. The Orlando Apollos is who I'm leaning towards. Uh, Steve Spurrier is uh, uh, their head coach. Um, I, I, I love the old ball coach, Joe. I do. Okay, so that's your, that's your squad? Yeah, I think that's my squad. Garrett Gilbert is going to be their starting quarterback. You might remember him from... From uh, he was the quarterback for Texas in the national championship when Colt McCoy went down. Now he's he, look, he made it. Um, you know, it's it's going to be fun. I'm excited. That makes one of us moving on. That's all that matters. It, what's your question? Oh, it's my question, yeah, Matt. Buy buy or sell uh, McVeigh's new crystal jacket. And now, if you haven't seen this one, yeah. if you need a point of reference, we talked I need about you to this. Just Google McVeigh crystal jacket now. Todd, uh, excuse me, um, Sean. Sean McVay. I was going to say Todd McShay. Sean McVay. Same thing. Has a absolutely striking girlfriend. Stunning, um, really, yeah. Stunning, stunning girlfriend. Who's Good substantially, for 
substantially younger than him. I believe she's, I want to say, of Russian descent. Uh, Veronica Komen? Yeah, but it's Veronica. That looks Veronica. like a Russian name. There's a K in Veronica yes. and then Komen. Komen is spelled I believe, very Russian. Komen. Um, she hit up Leah Miller at Bella Artistry to have a one-of-a-kind piece that? made to cheer on her boyfriend during the Rams-Pats game, and the fit came out great. It didn't. It didn't come out great. It is... You're reading this straight off TMZ, aren't you? Aren't right off TMZ. <laughs> I'm reading yeah, read, word forward along deck, with you. Read the deck there on TMZ. Um, it is the most awful bomber jacket with... I believe, what does it say? 4,000 Swarovski crystals hand-placed on it. And now my guy, my guy McVeigh is in a bad spot. Um, she had a hat made too. He's in a bad spot where he at some point has to wear this jacket, the poor guy. See, here's his out though. He, if he doesn't, mm-hmm. if he, maybe he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to wear it this week because, you know, I've, he's got stuff going on. There's he's practice. He's pretty much practice hotel, whatever. He might not have to wear it this week. And if is they, this a championship parade? Here's the thing: if they well, if they win, yeah, he's probably no, even then he'd probably get out of it by saying he's got to wear the team issued gear because you know whatever that's what they said. But uh-huh. if they lose, he he never has to wear this. If they lose, he'd be like, I love the jacket so much, but honestly, it just it brings back so much. Like it just brings back bad memories. It if they lose, back, he can blame it on lose. the jacket. Or honest, actually, no. You know what? <laughs> the, the hat he doesn't have to wear because that's that's his, you know decked out with Super Bowl LL. the this the jacket actually doesn't make reference to the Super Bowl now that I'm seeing so yeah uh-huh. he's he's screwed he's got to wear that thing at some point yeah he's in bad shape it's he's terrible it's shape. got these weird pockets up front but I guess I what I'm saying is buy or sell the jacket uh, well I'm gonna sell the jacket you sell it okay. because that I'd make probably what four thousand dollars off it or whatever it is somewhere roughly yeah in in that range I believe. um. I if I I'm, I buy him wearing it though because I mean look at her. <laughs> That's true. I, if it's she true. if she told me to wear matching pants with it, I would happily do it. Like whatever. Happy, That's fine. happy wife, happy wife, happy exactly. wife. Exactly. If you look at her, you want to keep her happy, Joe. Show. Yes. Yes. Always. Yes. Always. That's um, Matt. Why don't you why don't you get us get us out of a sticky spot here and ask me a question? I, I've already asked you both of them. That's both of them. I think so. Do I have anything else? What else do I have? I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I asked you about the Alliance of American Football and then the uh, the other one, the baseball one. That was my other one. This was a good pod. Yeah. It was a I, good pod. Joe, I, I, I really don't want the Blackhawks to trade Duncan Keith. I'll be very sad. Yeah, get, send us out on like a little... Uh, oh, a, depress, little, uh, a depressing a hockey note? Not a depressing note, but give us a reason why Duncan Keith should be a Blackhawk next season. Because I still think the team isn't... I, I, I've said this before. I think they're a good off-season away from being competitive again. And I think that has to be Duncan Keith has to be a part of that because he, while I've said many times he's no longer you know the number one Norris winning defenseman anymore, he's still a very solid number two defenseman on on a good hockey team. And I think trading away that building block and really only having a bunch of young players to boot without you know unless they go pay Eric Carlson this offseason, which I don't think they're going to. There's not that big slam dunk free agent option trade option for them to go get mad. I think you're kind of punting on the next few years of Jonathan Kate, Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, too. And I don't think that's the right move because they're both playing at a career pace. They're both 30, 31. And I don't think now is the time to say we'll give up two years of this franchise to, to get us to basically rebuild with those two in their prime. Because if you're going to trade Duncan Keith and, and you don't have permanent app options waiting for next year, you might as well trade Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves too because you're not going to be winning until they're 33, 34 and they won't be the same players there then. I buy it. You're buying what? 
Don't trade them. I'm or buying. Trade? I'm buying. I'm buying all of that. Don't trade them. And I think the thing that you said there that kind of struck a chord with me the most is if this is the precedent you're setting and, and you're setting and you're sending dunks off to pasture, um, we're not that far off from losing Kane and Taze. No. And that's when. Um, that's when we burn the city to the ground. Now, I will say this this isn't like the Hawks are shopping Duncan Keith and they will move him. This is the report is they've basically they asked him if he wants to be traded or kind of what he wants to do because he, he does have a full no trade, no movement clause. It's his decision whether he wants to go or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've basically which I guess if you're an organization like this, that is probably the respectful thing to do in this situation. But it also does have me worried thinking what they have planned for this offseason, what they think going forward and quite honestly I don't really trust management to get a good return back for Duncan Keith because honestly, they really yeah. they really haven't done that in the past and if all you're getting is you know a, even a first round pick in the NHL you're probably getting the back end one because the contender is going to be the one trading for Duncan Keith and who knows what you're even going to get out of that so mm-hmm. um, all things to consider Matt all things to consider. Well, this I was a depressing Dunks, podcast. I was just say I just hope that Dunks and the rest of you know this core that we watched win Stanley Cups can retire here, can have their jerseys raised here. I don't want to have to go through the one day contract, bring them back yeah, to I, the rafter, That's or just, you know, forty one years old, sign them to one. Disingenuous. Year. I, yeah, I don't. Uh, if if this happens and that like that's kind of the route they go, obviously I'll still have to pay attention to it for work. But I, I think I'm going to have to retire the hockey minutes for for a year for for the rest of the year. Maybe the Blackhawks. Wow, Hawks first breaking news minutes. right there, folks. I'll, I'll still talk. Breaking NHL news. We don't want to go into our. I don't know. We don't want to go into our centennial episode cutting segments. Yeah, let's just that's, let's just dial we, it back. We okay. start, I'm just, just saying. I'm just saying that would be a tough one for me to swallow. Matt, you got anything else for the people? That's, that's all I got. Let's go Patriots, right? All right. That's going to do it for the Moose and Moons. Let's go Patriots. Or no, let's go. Yeah, no, you said it. Let's, let's go, go Patriots. Uh, yeah, let's win Madison Golf Ball. No, let's go Rams and let's go Todd Gurley scoring three plus touchdowns. You know, I can get on board with that. I actually will that's, make that's that. A, that's a bet that I made while we were while we were I'm, going through the props. I will um, absolutely make that prop bet with you because either if he does that, the Rams probably win and I'll win some money. If not, the Patriots might win and I'll, I'll win some money there too. Matt, you're, it sounds like you're in a win-win, pal. Yeah, uh, always. And that, always. That's life. That's life when you're Matt Rooney. Oh, yeah. And that's going to do it for the Moose and Roots podcast, episode 90. Thanks, for, as always, for tuning in to the pod. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll break it all down next week, and uh, we'll get into some some big-time, big-time NBA storylines coming down the pipe. Bound Bulls to be are back. To br- bound to be news to break, and that's not the news we were talking about. Well, I don't we'll know. see you soon, fans. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. (laughs) Chicken on the steak was phenomenal.